How you and your wife getting along? Great. You have to beat her? Not lately. <laughs> she ever beat you? No. No, no. That means yes, yes. <laughs> We're not famous. That's right. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. Um, they want me to keep talking for some reason, right? I just ran out of conversation. <laughs> what a mess. I know, huh? It's like when they want me to talk, I can't talk. <laughs> and when people say, hey, just sing for us, I can't sing. I'm like, I'm not a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you tell the monkey to jump? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about the homeless people. It's amazing to see human beings allow themselves to go so low, huh? Mm -hmm. To just live on the streets and be a bomb and gather so much junk. Right, I know. They were out here, right in front of this building. I'm like, uh-uh, you're not staying here. They're like, well, I can stay on the sidewalk. Think they can put all that mess in front of your place? No, they get mad at you. Yeah, they get mad at you. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and we can re I can respond to your question. Hate will pass them on to me. All right. Um, good morning, y'all. Again. So, any questions or comments? Anybody had a life this week? Anybody learned anything about themselves this week? One soul, two souls. Can I get a three? Three souls. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, this week, I, I guess, um, I've been doing my silent prayer, and it's... Um, at first, it started off, like, really, really slow in the sense where I was like, okay, I'm I was done in, like, seven, eight minutes, and then little by little, I guess, um, the longer, I, the more I do it, the, the, the more present I am in, as yeah. to where I am. Yeah. And, and it feels kind of foreign, and then I start getting all these thoughts, but I've noticed that if I just stay here, they just go away. Like, hey, like, you know, how long are we gonna be here? What's, it's like, you yeah. know, got stuff to do, but uh, you, even then, I, I, I just, I was like, ah, like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I just repeat that to myself. I'm already here. Nice. That we're doing this. And um, I, I, I think uh, I came to, I don't know if maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe you can correct me if I am. Um, the reason I think I feel so, so, uh, the reason I think the prayer is taking longer is because I'm, I'm actually at peace. And the reason I think I'm having all these thoughts is because I'm not used to having peace that my brain has to find something to think about. Well, actually, you've always had those thoughts. It's just you becoming aware of it. All your life, you've been living in them, one with them. Now you're becoming aware of it, and you're overcoming them. But they've always been there. Okay, okay. Truckloads of thoughts. Yeah, but I feel like the, the more peaceful I, I'm getting, 
the more I'm having these thoughts like, hey, hurry up, we got to do this, do that. Like, I'm bored. Like, well, yeah. again, more they're already there, but yes, Satan's going to scream out at you because he doesn't want to leave you. And so he will have a fear about it. Gotcha. Amazing. Yes, yes, nice, sir. man. How many Christians we have here? Let me see the Christians. You're not a Christian? You don't have to be a Christian. <laughs> you could be an atheist, whatever. <laughs> you are a Christian? Let me just see the hands again. Okay. Um, I want James to read something from John 6. 6. six. And then get your feedback on it before I comment on it. Just for my understanding. I want, because I don't want to be your teacher. I want you to know that you know, that you know, that you know. All right? Okay, this is. It's John 6, chapter 6, verses, verse 66. Okay. Um, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked <sighs> no more with him. And how about the next one? Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? So at first, Jesus had a bunch of disciples that was walking with him. The Christians say following him. And then many of them, most of them, walked away after a while. Just kind of heard the message and left. Have y'all heard about that before? Yes. That many of the people stopped following him? Um, let me see who heard that before. Two. Don't be afraid. It's just a fellowship. I just want some fellowship. <laughs> Let me see the hand of those who heard that before. Okay. Um, what does that mean? We, did you know what it meant when you heard it? When, you, when the disciples went away? Some of them? Twelve loads of disciples turned against them. Yeah. And what does that mean? Well, there's going to be... Okay. So there's different groupings of people who hear... Uh, the message. And so, like for instance, um, you'll have Jesus spoken crowds, and there was the outside people who were just maybe walking by, maybe grabbing supplies for the day that heard the message. And then there was the people who came specifically to listen to the message. And then there was an inner group of people who tried to walk with him daily. And then those were the ones who were really close to him, who waited at his feet and listened to everything that he said. Those were the true like close ones that he loved a lot. Well, he loved everyone, but those who loved him. So there's those that were really close to him were the one that left him. Well, did you say that? Yeah, there speak were, there up, were some I can't of them. speak from the chest. There were some of them who were closer to him, but still left, depending on where their heart was. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So repeat that again for me. I'm black and slow this morning. Okay, let me see if I can. ABC it for you. So there are There's many, many of his followers, yeah. his disciples and others who left him, who yeah. walked away. Yeah. And you said that means what to you? There's different categories of people who hear the message. And he even told a, tori a story about that as well. The, remember the story of the scattered seed? He was talking about how the message lands on the heart and how the seed was spread and okay. was landed in different soils. So it just describes different people who heard the message and how you respond to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So some left and some didn't. Some choose they wanted more. They wanted to be closer to the Father. And they did not leave? No. 
Okay. And they might have left different locations, but that doesn't mean that their mission was over. So, for instance, some people will hear your message and they'll want to come back and they'll listen all the time. And some people will get it, forgive, and then move on. you never hear from them again, but they got it. Okay. Amazing. Do y'all lean the next to you? You? <laughs> you know, all the ones next to him. And you've heard that before. Yeah, I've like heard that like growing up and being in church and the different stories. And what did it mean to you? Just how like Anthony was saying, like different groups of people coming to hear what he was preaching and some would listen intensely and other people kind of took a little bit and kept it moving. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Anybody ever heard that before? I think here. Yeah. And you've heard that before. I've that, heard that before. And what did it mean to you? What, it, what did it mean to me back then, or what does it mean to me now? When you heard it, what did it mean to you? And you can tell me what it means now, too. Yeah. I mean, I think I heard a lot of stuff... <clears throat> in the Bible before and I kind of took it as a grain of salt and I don't know if I was I don't know I'm noticing there's a lot of stuff that I've just like decided to let go of so I don't really know how I thought of that before you don't remember what you thought about it when you first heard it Not or read really. it I mean no you don't remember what you thought about it no because I think I'm hearing it with fresh ears right now and so I'm hearing it and I don't I don't really know what I thought about it before. Oh, okay. I have a, an opinion about it. Were you so <laughs> holy you forgot that too? What the? I'm so holy and I ain't holy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. She really has a clear mind. No, I just, I've noticed there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that when I hear it now, I'm hearing it with fresh ears and which is kind of a relief and I'm because I in hindsight when I look back I don't think I was ever really taught to think like what does that mean to me right now it's right. It been interpreted xyz whatever so oh okay I, I didn't really give you an answer but right okay <laughs> you say you heard it before then I come to you you heard that before right or read it I've read it before yes oh hold on a minute you read it before I've, or heard it before? I've heard and read it before. And what did it mean to you? At the time, I think I, some sort of little explanation in my head said uh, it just means some were susceptible to what he was saying and others just didn't understand it and they just moved on. Oh, okay. And um, now it just, I think it, just, it ties into what, uh, what, he, what was it? Um, out of a thousand, one will find the right way two out of every 10,000. So it just makes sense now that you're just observing what um, the effects you know, of the message and people's response to it. And only very few would actually respond to it and some very even less follow it. Even fewer then actually follow through with it. Okay, so, yeah. amazing. Uh, you heard that before? Oh, let me tell you here first and then the young lady behind you. Real quick, I just wanted to Point out something else too. Where you? Oh, hold on. Where you from? Harland. Harland. That's your neighborhood. Yeah. Those are your people. <laughs> I mean, we're next door. Yeah. You're next door. So you recognize your people when you heard his voice. Uh huh. And what state? What city? Or next door? Uh, just outside of London. 
You familiar with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your people. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so real quick. Um, it's not necessarily um, just about the leaving Christ uh, physically. So you can leave Christ uh, in your spirit and your soul as well if you turn to anger. So I just wanted to point that out. So if you, oh, okay. if you uh, turn to anger or if you go and you, you stop forgiving continually, you're actually t you're turning on God. You're okay. Him. Amazing. Um, you heard that before? I walked in tardy. I walked in tardy. You were late? <laughs> yes. Are you black? Well, I'm Jesse. I'm usually early, so stop. <laughs> the question is, are you black? <laughs> okay, you heard. Oh, read that again, Hake. This is from uh, John six 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 six. John chapter six, verse six six. Okay. Yeah, verse sixty six to sixty seven. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Have you heard that before? Or read that? Yes. And what did it mean to you, or does it mean to you? If at all. It, nothing. It, I mean, I, it, it isn't that it didn't mean anything. However, what I've learned about myself is that I accepted whatever someone else said scriptures meant. And what did you accept about that when you read it? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Anybody want to comment on it now that you hear? What does it mean to you? Yes, sir. Um, I think it kind of showed that he was willing to keep on his path even though uh, you know, the stragglers sort of have, had left, but um, he was asking the 12 closest to him if they were still willing to join him, but he was going to continue on his path regardless. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. And it's not a guessing game or anything, it's a fellowship, all right? When, when Jesus was asking uh, to, his, to the 12 disciples, will ye also go? Um, was he really asking them, or was he asking to test to see if they're aware enough to be able to follow along the same path? Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yes, I'm sorry. So do you feel better now that your people are here? You feel better now that your people are here? You don't feel alone? <laughs> I mean, I've been here so long now, it's like, you know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm comfortable with you Americans. Nice. <laughs> okay, Hassan. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he was kind of foreshadowing and saying that, like, even you, 12, will betray me, and I'm really only here for the one. Because I think only John was at the crucifixion. I think there was only one disciple that really stayed until the final thing. Um, so it kind of just highlights when he talks about I'm, for, I'm here for the one, um, sort of an analogy like that, too. Okay. Amazing. Did I see your hand, Francisco? Okay. Yeah, it, kind of to piggyback on what uh, Sam said, um, you know, Christ actually 
when he dealt with people, um, people were there for the good times and the, for the food. And, but when it came to you know, letting the ego and the self die, um, that was too much for the people. They couldn't handle it. So they, they went about their lives. They were happier doing what they were doing. Um, and so um, that's kind of what I think. Uh, okay. Most people, like, they, like it says, wide is the uh, path and very narrow is the way. And so. Okay. And are you bowing your head because you agree with what he said? Okay. No, when I was listening to it, I was thinking that it probably meant like the path is very narrow. The path to the light is narrow. Okay. Anybody else want to comment on it? And Rhea, I ask. Yes, Raymond. From what I've heard, it was his path was his way of separating the wheat from the chaff. Okay. And the reason I want to hear from you guys and ladies because I want you to know that you know that you know that you know. And that we all have a teacher within and he will teach us all things. And that, but you have to really, really, really want it and keep your eyes on yourself. In order, and you will know the truth because we have been truly lied to. We have been lied to by the intellectuals in the church and outside the church. And that's why everybody is suffering because we have believed in lies and we've been trying to make lies work. They won't work. That's why nobody at peace, people fighting one another because each, all people try to make their lives work and it's not going to work. So that's why I asked. I want you to know that you know that you know that you know. Yes, Sean. About the verse? You yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't grow up, you know, knowing any, any of these stories, and I, I still don't know them too well. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, my, I guess my first impression from hearing that is that he wanted the same thing that you're at. He wanted them to know that they know that they know. When he asked them, you know, will you follow me too? Are you going to leave me as well? Amazing. Um, okay. So that's my first impression. But, nice. like I, but like I said, I didn't grow up knowing anything about uh, okay. these things. First, first I'm hearing this, actually. Yes, Nick. Well, I, I, I didn't know about this either. I mean, I heard that the disciples left. It was 12 of them, right? More than 12. But So he had more I mean, than 12 just 12 disciples? Few, but the whole bunch of that before that. I didn't, I didn't know he had more than disciples. But oh, yeah. just from hearing that today, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm honestly... Because, you know, I'm not saying anything we haven't heard here, Just, but it has to be said. We're talking about what Jesus was rebelling against, and that was what the world was, the ego. I mean, the, I think about the times he interacted with the Pharisees and how they really only understood what was written in this very false way. And what Jesus was rebelling against was that very intellectual, false way of understanding the world. Yeah. And that's what the world is now. You, you have to expect that that would be the same for you if you rebelled as well. Okay. Um, now, how do you see Jesus? I don't... I hear you're supposed to see him like a brother, but I don't know that. 
I've ever saw him as a brother. And so how do you see him? You see him as an uncle or cousin? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, and you all can be honest, right? There's no judgment here. Well, there are some judgment, but. <laughs> I, just see, I just see him as another person. I don't, I don't know that I have ever thought of him as like a brother. You just see him as another person? Yeah. And now, you, now he had a special, a special um, mission in life, but so I don't, I don't want to take away from that, but again, I don't know if I've ever seen him as my brother. Do you believe in him? Yeah. Oh, you do? So you just believe in another person? With a special mission. <laughs> this is not a test. Relax. The young lady in the brow, how do you see Jesus? Um, I see him as a brother, like a savior. Someone who essentially was um, put on earth to die for our sins. You see him like a brother, yeah. a savior, you say? Mm -hmm. And put yeah. on earth to die for our sins? Yeah. And that's it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This is, okay. Relax. The young lady here, how do you see, you heard about Jesus, right? Yeah. And how do you see him? Well, honestly, the first thing that came to my head was all the statues that I would see at my grandma's house. That's how I would see him. Right. But Your grandma was a Catholic, right? Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. So they I were can imagine a statue. Yep. So honestly, that was the first thing that popped to my, you know, to my mind. But now it's I don't know. I don't know how I would see Jesus. I know that I believe, you know, everything that he came to do, but I don't know how I would see him because of growing up and seeing all these statues and the pictures and I don't know. And when you say you believe everything he came to do, what was that? He came and he gave his life to help us. And either we follow and believe and we try to do the best we can. Or we just were kind of like, you know, drifted off to whatever we want to do. Like uh, the world. Okay. Where we follow whatever the world tells us to do. And so. that's what you believed? Yeah. Is that working for you beforehand? Yeah. Before you woke up, it, it worked for you? Well, I, before I know what I know now, before yeah. I knew that, right. I didn't. I kind of was like, I didn't know what to believe because my pastor, when I, were, I was going to my Bible thumping church, he made himself seem like God. And I was like, <laughs> this isn't right. So my, I would talk to my dad a lot and... <laughs> He would just kind of tell me like, well, you'll know when you know. So now that I do know, it's like, okay, now I see, I can see the path that I'm going and I think it's pretty good. I think it's great actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, do you want to respond to what you read? What that mean? Cause hate is a little homegrown Bible thumper. Um. I, 
kind of like Nick, I don't see it as a surprise knowing how... I mean, I, I grew up with this story a little bit of like hundreds of disciples leaving Jesus all of a sudden after he said... I forget what he said before that that made them say, this is a hard teaching, who can understand it? But... Um, it corresponds with how stuff is today, how real life is today. People get excited and people come and go and nobody's really, nobody really believes what they're, what they ag agree with. And how do you see Jesus? Uh, I see him as I picture him as like this sort of unattainable type of type of ideal person that um, that I that I kind of like give up on the idea of becoming like completely. Most people see him that way. Unattainable, you can never be like him. Isn't that amazing? What a setup. How do you see Jesus? <laughs> no, right there. Um, so I, for me, growing up, my dad's Christian, my mom's Catholic. So I always had that conflict. But I do remember my dad talking about Jesus a lot more. And I kind of see him through the way my father would explain to him, through a passion of, like, just, just pure love. Like, pure love, open arms, willing to accept people as they are. Um, once you forgive and you repent, to go towards him. And I think that ties into what Hake read about the verse where, you know, will, will you also leave me or paraphrasing it I think um, you know God is when he leaves the 99 for the one that doesn't mean he'll leave for the one that's in trouble or in torment because usually we get there on our own he'll go for the one that's actually seeking mm -hmm. so for those that left you know I, I, I don't know which disciple was that denied him three times but it shows that that foundation in their trust in God and Jesus wasn't true they just they like the idea of it and i think that's how society is today everybody wants to be christian but as soon as there's this new wave or the woke movement whatever we all have to follow or accept instead of being grounded in where we are okay amazing yes sir uh how do you I, see understanding, he seems like a pretty hardcore dude and uh he would call people out hypocrites they they try to say something to him. He's like, "No, you're hypocrites. Like, did you not do this and do that?" Okay. And he's like, didn't like the bank changers, money changers, and flipping the table. Like, he's a pretty strong dude. Nice. The young lady behind you. A savior. A savior. Yeah. Meaning what? Somebody who came down to the earth to die for my sins. That's kind of how I thought of it. Speak from chest? Somebody that came down to the earth to die for my sins. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you learned that in church? Yes. And did it help you to learn that? 
Yes, because I saw that through my life. I saw how much of a blessing that was and how I was at fault and how I needed to forgive eventually and kind of like what Randy was saying, like somebody of love. Oh, okay. All right. One last person. Want, oh, I, saw, I knew I saw a hand somewhere. Yes, sir. Um, I see Jesus as I see myself. So why are you looking silly? I like you. <laughs> he like he like looking at me, waiting on a, a response. No, but how do you see yourself? I I, I see Jesus. You as said like you see yourself, right? Yeah. And how do you see yourself? As any anyone who's born again and returned to the Father, and I think that's why he didn't want any followers. He wanted everyone to betray him because they he wanted them to like you said know that they know and. If they know, then they can become him. They don't need to follow him. Oh, okay. They can become Jesus? Or they can become a son of God. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, Francisco, how do you see Jesus? I, uh, so, so kind of uh, confusing for me right now. I mean, I, I was raised to believe he was God. And so... <clears throat> you were raised as a Catholic, right? Yeah, and they, and they said he was God. So they have a, a thing, uh, Trinity. You know, it's a real confused, confusing idea. Right. I can never completely believe it, and and uh, I come to realize that he is. Uh, no, but uh, they taught a, you that he was God. Yeah, he is oh. God. And okay. He is God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, all three in one. And, and so, how do you see him now? So now I see him as. Uh, um, more like a, a brother. I see him more like an uncle, not quite like a brother that he, he says we should see him as. And how, you see Jesus like an uncle? Yeah, because I'm not quite close. He's not in our family. He's distant, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he comes over on weekends okay. and chicken. But All right. even though I should see him as a, as a brother, because uh, th that's how he wanted us to uh, you know, to uh, our relationship, that we're close, and that you know, that, that he's there. Okay. Um, we've been lied to about Jesus, and that's why it's been so difficult. Isn't that amazing? They have made him seem untouchable. They have made him seem like someone that we could never, ever be, or be like. I even hear some. Uh, Christians say, well, what would Jesus do in a situation, right? They're trying to figure out what he would do, and they can't. And it's sad that we've been lied to about Jesus. And it's sad in that we have suffered unnecessarily. And but what I didn't know that I know now is that even the people that were following him, all the people that walked away and were following him did not know who he was. They knew that his name was Jesus. And then during those days, there was a whole bunch of folks named Jesus. Did you know that? It was, it was a common name. And there, there's another meaning to that name, too. Yeshua or something like that? What is it? And that means Jesus, right? And so he was named Jesus. And people call him Jesus, but a whole bunch of folk named Jesus. And they knew him because he 
he had sense. He had common sense. So he would say things that made sense. But they still didn't know that he was Jesus, the Savior. They didn't know his spirit. They just thought it was another person that was going around speaking the truth. And you know how you all hear me speak the truth sometimes? And if something makes sense, you're like, wow, I want to hear more of that, right? But they just saw that. They didn't know he was here to, um, to save us from our hell. And so they would go and disciples, there were a bunch of them that would follow him for a while. And then after a while, they just, you know, didn't, it didn't make sense. Or it made sense, but it wasn't enough for them to stay with him. He probably, you know, like he would do a little something that they didn't like. He would eat cornbread rather than rice bread. <laughs> and they would judge him. It's also said he drank a lot of wine, too. So they probably saw him drunk one day and walked away from him. Because they were judging, they didn't see the real, what was really going on. And even his own mother didn't know he was Jesus, the Savior. She just thought God gave her a son named Jesus, who was pretty smart. Because he went around speaking the truth to the people at the hillsides and mountains and all over town. And to them, he was just a smart man. We all think about that. Even Mary didn't know who he was. What do you think about that? I mean, yes. Um, right, no, right here. Yeah. The lady in, in white. <laughs> what I'm um, thinking right now is I understand, I'm beginning to understand why our culture is in the condition it's in. From, as you ask these questions, ask. I, Ask. <laughs> I realize for myself, I've just been blindly just maneuvering through life. Yeah. Like these are very simple questions yeah. you ask. And as I'm pondering the answer, I'm like, I don't even have an intelligent response yeah. to, to give. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's scary, not literally, to to know that it's so easy to be brainwashed yeah. and completely indoctrinated. Yeah. So it's no surprise that we're in this condition that we're in now. That's right. Uh, we're so blind, it's not even funny. You had your hand about that? Okay. And then I'll come here. Um, didn't it say in the Bible, um, uh, Mary was looking for Jesus and came in and says, where were you? And right. Jesus said, no, this is, you, uh, you call yourself a mother. You like, leave me alone, mama. Exactly. He said, like, I'm these right. here are, are, are my family because yeah. they're spiritually my brother, my mother, my father. So yeah. Isn't, uh, so even Jesus would not have gone around telling people, you're my brother in me. He would have said, no, those who are spiritually similar to me. They're nice. my family, basically. And I have one more question. Uh, uh, is choosing to seek the truth the ultimate choice of ours it's the only choice it's the only choice we have so everything has been done yeah yes sir i think um the the concept of jesus 
the idea of Jesus, while he's just a man, I think over the years through a bunch of churches, the Catholic churches, different religions, everybody wants to be Jesus. And all of these mega churches where the pastor's up on stage, they don't really want you to follow Jesus. They want you to follow them. Absolutely. And they want you to believe in them. And it starts with, you know, they get the parents and then they want the parents to indoctrinate the children. They put them in the kids club and then they're singing all these songs and then they go home and they don't, they don't, nobody knows who Jesus is. We just know that he's just some magical being that's here to take us to heaven. They're, they're just like the school that's trying to teach the kid that they're LGBT, trans, QRST. It's the same indoctrination. And you're right because that's why they killed Jesus. Jesus exposed the preachers and that the preachers were using the people like a drug to make themselves feel good about themselves. And they didn't like that Jesus did that. And so they took him out. Absolutely. And I, and I think, just one last thing, and I think with that, people, you know, myself included, you grow up not knowing who Jesus is because you're told one thing but you don't know who Jesus is. It's one thing to yeah. know of Jesus, and it's another thing to know Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was a, a, a human being. He lived in a body, and, and the Spirit of God was in the body with him. And when Jesus would speak, he was speaking from that, from the Spirit of the Father that was in him. And even though he said, I'm the Son, my father sent me, the people still call him God because they didn't know who he was. And when, uh, when he was carrying his cross, remember how heavy the cross was to the human body? And, and Mary and all the people standing by looking at it, they were crying, they were afraid. When they took him to the cross, they were afraid. And there was one guy that helped them along the way, right? that helped him with, with the cross because it was so heavy. And so one guy helped him along the way. And the reason that Mary, the mother, and everybody else were crying was because they didn't know who he was. It was, uh, they didn't know that he was dying of the uh, psychological ego death. They didn't know that that's all that was going on. They thought, Jesus was dying and that was it. And so they were scared and crying and worried. And so even when they saw him on the cross, they were carrying on about it because they didn't know who he was. They didn't know he was a spirit. They didn't know he had a spirit inside. They couldn't see that about him because they could only see the physical person, but they couldn't see beyond the physical person. And that's how we are today until we wake up. We can't see the spirit in the person. We only see the physical person. Because if we saw the spirit in the person, where there's an evil spirit until they're born again of God, right? If we could see the spirit in the person, that's who they are, we would never judge one another. We would never judge one another. Because we would see that same thing working through us as well. But because we're so blind, we've been so lied to. And Jesus died the ego death he didn't die the spiritual life death. He rose. Once he died that ego death, he rose. And he went always to the cross. He bared that cross, to, you know, bared the pain to the cross. And in order for us to live, we got to do the same thing too. You got to bear the cross. You got to bear the fear. 
You got to bear the embarrassment. That's what it means to carry the cross. I present you, uh, present your body as a living sacrifice unto God. You got to uh, present all that mess unto God. Looking for love, the lack of love, loneliness, thinking of suicide, uh, post-stress, whatever they call it. All that you got to bear. You got to stop doing anything about it. Even the fear that you have, because everyone who has anger has fear. You got to, even with the fear, you got to bear the fear. I mean, you got to face it. No matter how heavy it is, you got to face it. And if you stay with it and just stay with it and stay with it and don't run, because the world is going to give you an opportunity to bear your cross. They're going to attack you in the same way Satan is attacking you in your imagination. They do it. So when they do it to you, you got to bear it. If you feel anything about it or, or happy or sad or afraid, you got to be glad for that because that's the cross you have to bear and then you will overcome the world. And that's what Jesus did. That's what it means to bear the cross. When we think of a cross, we think of just this piece of wood that we see in the movies and books and things and we think that's what the cross is, right? But that's not what it is. It's dying from the ego. In order to live, you must die from the ego. And they didn't recognize Jesus until he came from the cross. I mean, f until he rose again. And he said, hey, this is me. I'm alive. They didn't recognize him until he rose from the grave. Isn't that amazing? That's mind-blowing to me. And we've been told something totally different from that. And we've been trying to be like Jesus. We've been trying to find a piece of wood to bear. <laughs> and been running away from the very thing that we need to face. It's like when I encourage people to go and forgive mama. It's like telling them to cut their heads off. They'd rather chop their heads off than to face mama. And, and Satan would have them thinking, oh, you got to hurt her feelings. Or she might get mad. Or you might know how to handle it. That's fear. And it, everyone who have truly gone and forgiven their mother, they overcome that fear of facing her. They're like, wow, it wasn't as hard as I thought. I was shaking my boots. But they get past it. That's how it is when you let the ego die. That's what Jesus did. He, it is done. It is finished. And now all we have to do is bear our cross of the ego and, and die from it. And everything, there's no death after that. Death is an illusion. The only thing you got to die from is the ego. And you will live forever. Isn't that amazing? Yes, and that's what Jesus did for us. He took care of everything. And there are people who are waiting for Jesus to come back. He's already come back. He's in us. There's no more waiting. They're waiting in the, um, what's the name, the Revelation thing, right? The, book, the last book in the Revelation. They're like, oh, I know we win in the end. We've already won, and the end has happened. But they're really waiting for something else. While the whole thing has been done, God is in us, Christ is in us, and the Holy Spirit is there, and he will teach us all things. 
He'll bring all things to our remembrance. We already know this. That's why it makes sense when you hear it. It's not like new news. You just realize you've been brainwashed. Because we already know the truth. The truth is in us. But we, as the young man was saying, the preachers and the teachers and everybody, they're on an ego trip too. So they want to present themselves as smart so that you can rely on them. And they are preventing you from looking inside and knowing for yourself. Knowing the Holy Spirit, knowing that the job is finished. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to want, to need. It's all about getting rid of. It's not about adding to. You got to let it all go. You got to die. You're not your thoughts. You're not your feelings. You're not this fear. You're not lonely. You're not whatever else you think you are. You're not a drug. You're none of those things. It's all an illusion. And Christ died from the illusion so that we could do the same thing. Isn't that amazing? When I see these things, I think, wow, I've been suffering all that time for no reason at all. Zero reason. And if you notice, I remember when I was a kid, I used to speak up to anybody. And the adults didn't like it. They'll tell you, be quiet or shut up. <laughs> because their ego couldn't do it. Rather than guiding me in the right way of doing it, they tell me to shut up. If they had left me alone, I would have gone through the other mess. <laughs> we were really, really free. And so I, I want to make it clear. If somebody hurt your feelings, be glad they hurt your feelings. Because that's ego. If someone can make you feel good, they tell you, I love you. And you feel all like somebody loves you. Be glad for that feeling because that's ego. Because sooner or later you're going to find out they, they don't love you. If someone tells you that you're wonderful and you get a feeling from it, be glad to see that. Because they're not hurting your feeling, they're hurting the ego. But you have identified with the ego and you think that is you. And you think the feelings that you're feeling are yours. Christ took all that away for us so that you can overcome that. And so all these things that are happening in the imagination and in the emotions and what people try, because the human beings are evil. I don't care what y'all say. And it's going to get worse. Going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But not for you if you overcome the ego. If you go through the ego death. And because we have identified with the ego, it's not an easy death to do. That's why a lot of people walk away from it. Some people hear it intellectually, it sounds good. Some people hear it somewhat and it sounds fine. Some people really get it. Those are the people that stay on that path because they can truly see for themselves that they are dying from this false self. Really, life is fine, but you got to die from the false self. And nobody can give it to you. No human being can give it. You got to go through it. You must die. And that's what Jesus did. He was in a body. He was a spirit in a body, just like we are a body, and the Father's with us. It's not us, but it's the Father's in us. And once you die from that ego, you forgive and die from that ego, you shall live. Right here in this world, and won't be freaking out. And the world will be going mad.
and you'll be able to hang out with folks and have fun, but you won't get a sense of it. You can take it or leave it. Oh, I'm leaving. Okay, bye. And the husband tells the wife, I found another woman down the road, and she have 10 children. I'm going to marry her. And you guys have seven, right? <laughs> she just has a few more for somebody else. Oh, okay, bye, husband. See you later. It won't be a thing because you're not trying to get ego fulfillment at all. You sit and eat your food without trying to get ego fulfillment. You drink normally. But the old nature must die. You got to let that old, we need a new nature. You just can't change your mind. You just change your mind, it's just another mind changing. It doesn't change anything. But you got to change nature. You got to overcome the old nature and come to the new nature. The abnormal to the normal, which is the nature of God. And you'll be fine, but you got to stay with it. And don't worry about how long it's going to take. Oh, how long is it going to take? If you didn't live in time, you won't have to worry about how long it's going to take. It's only because you're living in time. You want to live in the present. And believe me, I'm seeing this as I go. I'm not like knowing this in advance. I have made up my mind that I'm not turning around no matter what happened. Because I had lights and things along the way. I, I, I've been seeing things along the way, along the road, right? And so the little light make me want more light, make me want more light, and make me want more light. So there, because I want more light, then I'm not turning around. I don't care. And that's what's going to happen to you. You get a little light, you're not going to turn around. A little light means everything. It just makes you want more. And then it becomes fun to just work on it, to stay with it. It becomes less pain because the ego is dying. Amazing, huh? Amazing. Anybody disagreeing or don't understand some of that? Who understand it? Well, I have a question. So oh, hold for the mic for a minute. <laughs> Can you uh, go deeper on how to make the ego die? Like sort of what you mean by that and like the practice in doing it? In order for the ego to die, you got to see it. That's all you need to do. The thoughts and the feelings, it's nothing but ego. It's not you at all. The ones that make you feel good and the ones that make you feel bad. Uh, the anger, uh, for an example, or the fake feeling of love or the loneliness or trying to blame someone else for the way you feel. Whatever, you got you to gotta just see it. That's all to it. There's nothing you can do, so don't try to do anything about it because the devil will uh, try to convince you to do something. But there's nothing you can do. It's a spiritual thing. You're dealing with the devil. There is a devil, and that's what you're dealing with. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. And, and you've got to trust the light. And the light is God, and he is the light, and he loves us. And if you want him, if you welcome the truth, he will come and he will show you. He will guide you. He will kill the devil because the, the light and the darkness has nothing in common. As a matter of fact, God doesn't even pay attention to the devil. Oh, that's a good point. And you must stop paying attention to the devil. Really. Don't pay attention to the devil. Just get behind me, Satan. 
because he want you to pay attention to him. He want to argue with you. He want to, you to believe his lies. He is the accuser. There's no reason that you should be feeling guilty about anything. Some people say, oh, I feel guilty if I don't take care of my mama. Why? It's not your fault that mama's had a screwed up life. And mama didn't write up to heaven, me and your dad about to mate you. <laughs> we're going we to mate you tonight. But will you agree to take care of us when we get old? And then you agreed up in heaven, okay, God create me and I'll come down to you. You didn't make that kind of agreement. Why are you feeling guilty about it? That's an illusion too. That's you playing God. It's all in the mind and emotion. It's not real. And if you want to take care of your parent, you do it without any feeling at all. Not like I owe them something, I'm wrong if I don't do it, and blah, blah, blah. You do it because they, you want to do it. That makes sense? Yeah. You got this all ego. We got to die from the ego. Really. So, welcome to pain. Meaning, be glad to see it. If somebody hurt your feeling, let's say I hurt your feeling right now. And you, I ain't going back to that chair. He hurt my feeling. You should be glad. That preacher hurt my feeling. What the? I didn't know that was in me. It's in you. It's not you. It's in your mind anymore, in your body. Yes, sir. In the white shirt behind you. This your first time? Oh, no, my second time. Oh, okay. What do you think about that? I think it's right on, right on point. It made sense? A lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you go and forgive? Yeah, I did. That's the beginning of it. You got to see that you're wrong for judging. One thing we cannot do, because we're not judging the body, we're judging the spirit of the person. And we're creating God's image and we cannot judge one another. We can't do it. What you're doing to others, you're doing to yourself. You, and I want you to pay attention to that too. Why, when you think you're hurting somebody else, look at how miserable you are. Even with that fake happiness, you're still feeling bad because you think you're getting away with it. You're not getting away with it. You are your own world. And that's what Christ was trying to tell us. But they only saw the physical. They didn't see the spirit of Christ. But now if you, if you stay on this path, you're going to see the spirit of Christ. And you will know him. And you will know God. Not just intellectually hear about him and run around repeating what you heard. While inside, you're miserable. You're afraid to stand up to your family members. You're afraid to stand up to each other. You're afraid of this and of that. But you know the word. God did not give us a spirit of fear. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Any question about any of that? Um, no. Uh, the only thing I would say then is what is... So it's, it's very clear, very clear cut, but uh, this is 
totally different than what I expected. I was looking for a church in LA. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm sorry, my mind is taking a minute to absorb. This is your first time here? This is my first time here. What's your first name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Maribel. I'm originally from Northern California, but I lived in uh, Mississippi, Memphis, and Dallas before I came back to California. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. Thank and you. so you're kind of going around looking for a church? I did. I you found, found one. home. <laughs> <laughs> it might take a moment for me to unpack because I'm. This is very different than what I was expecting when I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> and what were you expecting? Um, you know, just the traditional schedule of service. There's a worship. There's a word. Uh, there's an offering, and there's, yeah. you know, goodbyes. Uh, welcome to the family church. So, right. Yeah. And has that ever helped you? You know, what's interesting is that I, I can't say that it had, which is kind of why I continue to keep searching. Um, but this is different. This is, this is very different. Because um, when you started speaking, my question in my mind was, well, what's the purpose of all of the scripture? What's the purpose of all of that instruction? What do you just do kind of away with it and then just go to something simpler? I mean, obviously, there was a lot of purpose in the scriptures. The purpose of the scriptures is to point us back to the kingdom of heaven within. The word made flesh. We're supposed to live from within. But they have taken the Bible and made it God's word. The living word, and they, they just put all these words around it, and it get you stuck with that, and you spend the rest of your life trying to make that work, and it's never going to work. But when you find the kingdom within, that will work without your effort. And if you notice, there's no one that's into the word of the Bible that has peace. They're miserable, they're angry, they're afraid, they gossip, they... they Everything. They, but they know the word. It doesn't work and it ain't going to work. It's just letters on a paper. The word is in your heart. Okay. If you, and if you read the New Testament, it's all laid out in the New Testament. It is done. It is finished. The kingdom of heaven within. Don't look over yonder. Don't look over yonder. Don't look there. It's here. Uh, eternal life is now. Eternal life is at hand. It's in the present. But the people still think it's somewhere else. One other thing that you said, and I'm sorry if I overstayed. No, no, no. Just invitation. Uh, uh, no problem. Okay. You mentioned something about, you know, you'll be able to navigate through life and you won't have any association with good or bad. Uh, honestly, what came to my mind was like a psychopath, you know? Like, how is that different than someone that just doesn't feel anything? Nice. A psychopath... Is one that does feel something. If you notice, a psychopath is the one that gets angry or you or feel good. For an example, you could be dated. I don't know if you ever dated or been married. And, and this, this guy, as long as you tell this guy, I love you, or you do whatever you want, he feel all good, I love you back, right? And then as soon as you say, I don't love you no more, or you don't do it the way he wants you to do it, he's ready to kill you. That's a psychopath. Okay. But if he wasn't operating from emotions, but from the light of God, it wouldn't matter if you changed or not. Because he would love you, and he didn't need you to love him. Mm. He, would try to, he wouldn't try to get anything from you. 
But the world told us that a psychopath is a person that doesn't feel anything, I guess. That walking around like, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. But everybody that has emotion is a psychopath. That's why they kill one another, beat one another, yell at one another, and, and all that because they're psychopaths. Well, and that's interesting because I think maybe then that's what I was looking for when I come to church. <laughs> I was looking for a lot of emotion. And I'm yes. in a room where there's not a lot of that. So <laughs> uh, thank you for letting me speak and ask those questions. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, a lot of sense. And, and uh, yeah, oh, hold sure. on, Tima. Um, have you forgiven your mother? Uh, probably not, no. Are you a Christian? Absolutely. Absolutely. And have you forgiven your mother? No. I'm sorry? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) No. And why not? I don't know. I think that there was a lot. There was a lot to being her daughter. And she's not here. She passed away when I was a little girl, so. Nice. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) If you say so. <laughs> and why haven't you forgiven her? Because it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Meaning that she traumatized you a lot. She was, Truly. Yeah. And and so do you love her? Sure. I'm sorry? Yes. How can you love her and hate her? I psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a psychopath. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Okay. But how can you love and hate her? Yeah, I don't think it's possible. Um, I mean, I, I've done it in, in for a, quite a long time, so. Uh, I never looked at it like that. Yeah, I understand that. That's what we're talking about now. We've been so brainwashed that, and we don't know ourselves. We really don't look at self to understand what's going on. Why am I this way? Why do I do the things I do? Why this and why that? Once you start questioning self, the answers will come. So the ego is just uh, one big garbage collector. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, you have done a lot of bad things in your life to yourself and others, right? Over, Truly. Right? Yes. And a lot of stuff, heavy stuff. True. Uh, did God forgive you for that? Surely. And so why can't you forgive your mother then? I was going to say it's a lot. <laughs> I think that's my answer to everything. It's a lot. Uh, do you, uh, is it a lot for God to forgive you? Yes. It is? Mm-hmm. You think it's a lot for God to forgive you? Well, well, in quantity, there's a lot for him to forgive. There's only one thing that God will forgive you for, because everything else, there is no forgiving you for. And that is for having hatred in your heart. When you forgive others, your mother, he will forgive you, and he will make a home in you, and you start living from within, and that's when you start to see what's really going on with you. But you must forgive before you enter into the kingdom of heaven. Is there, I'm sorry, I have so many questions. Is there a reason why you go to the mother? Right. Is that the first thing that you go to? I'm sorry? Is that, is there a reason that that was the first thing that you asked or the first person that you asked about? Right, because most people say they, it's the daddy they need to forgive, right? Mm-hmm. And so they try to forgive the father, but everyone who was born of the flesh must be born of the spirit. And when they come through the mother, because she has the spirit of evil, 
they take on that same identity. When your mother calls you to become angry, uh, you become like what you hate. And, and you end up repeating exactly what she did, maybe different situations, but it's the same spirit. But when you forgive your mother, then God will forgive you because she couldn't help herself. Just as you couldn't help yourself, something else was driving you to make you do the things you've done. You didn't want to do them. And you would say, I'm never going to do that again. But something else was driving you to make you do it. Well, that's the same spirit as in your mother. But when you forgive her, God will forgive you and take that away and give you his spirit. And you will never repeat those things again. And then forgive your father for not protecting you from her because he ended up marrying a woman that he hated. You're attracted to what you hate. And you don't overcome that until you forgive too. You must forgive your earthly father because you can never love God and hate your earthly father. How can you hate your, your father that you see in God that you've never seen and love God that you've never seen? Hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Yes, it is. Thank you. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's still a lot to unpack, though. Like, for it, for it to be the first time hearing it in my own ears, right. it's a lot. Yeah. It's Have you forgiven your earthly father? Oh, I love my dad. I'm a nice. girl. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, forgive your mother, and your life will change. A burden will be lifted. Okay. Thank do you, you have kids? I do. Have you apologized to them for screwing them up? Yes, definitely. Oh, you told them? Well, forgive your mother. That's the only thing that's holding you out of the kingdom. Is you must, because anger is the nature of the devil. And the nature of the devil cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. It enters into the mind, into the emotions, but not the kingdom. And so it can't enter in. And if you want to enter in the kingdom within so that God can just take over, you must forgive your mother. Though she's dead, just realize, just as you can help yourself with the things you've done, the anger and all that, she couldn't help herself. She, had, she did the best she could do. She was a force. You don't know my mother, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, I know your mother. <laughs> I know your mama. <laughs> but she couldn't help it. Do you think if she could have done differently or been a different person, she would have? I've asked myself that. I don't know. You think she wanted to hurt you? Like she had a baby just to hurt it? <laughs> this is true. No. <laughs> you see that? She didn't, she didn't have a baby just to punish the baby. She couldn't help it. Okay. You didn't want to hurt your children, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Right. But you did. Mm -hmm. Same thing. And you wouldn't want your kids to hate you and, and start doing the same thing to their children and so on and so on, to themselves and their children, would you? No. Your mother the same way. It no. wasn't her with the hell that's in her. She hated her mother. Mm. A yearning for the father. Okay. What do you think about that? It's profound. Yeah. And it makes a little sense? A lot of sense. It does? Mm -hmm. and, and why do you think it makes sense? Because um, there's an actual end that it, where you find some kind of actual resolution. I feel like sometimes you start to ask questions and then you get in, in, involved in the feelings and then you just get lost in everything. Yes. Okay. 
Absolutely. Now all you have to do is situations and solutions. That's all. That's when you can explain, like I just explained it to you, that's the solution to the problem. Right. It just needs explanation of why this is happening. Explain it, that is the solution. But most people never ask. They don't question themselves or anything. They just go along. If we have been one of those churches where we sang hymns and hoop and holly in the beginning. Um, I got up and gave you the word. And everybody, amen. <laughs> and then the choir got up and sang some more. And y'all come down to the front of the church. You would have walked out of here as crazy as you were when you walked in. <laughs> That makes sense? It, now you're going to walk out of here a little different. Truly. Isn't that something? Yeah. The Lord brought you here. He's trying to help you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And so if you forgive, and it's God who is allowing you to see that it makes sense. It makes a little sense. It's not me. I'm just, at, I'm just speaking the truth that's given unto me. But it's not me at all. I have to pray. I have to watch myself. I have to stay aware in prayer. Everything. I can't stop doing that. But it's him who is speaking to me, to, to you. And it's he who is causing you to, oh, that makes a little sense. He's giving you the light. He's in you. He wants you. Thank you. That makes sense? Yes. Absolutely. Any disagreement with any of that. And I don't mind whatever you disagree. I want to hear it if you have it. I think it's just more situational. I'm like, does this really apply to everything? Is it possible to, that it applies to everything? 100% everything. Everything. And every human being you know, every human being you ever met, every human being you ever will meet has the same problem. Situations might be a little different, but it's the same spirit. They, anyone that has anger have not gone and forgiven, especially their mothers and their fathers, they're living in hell. They're living in fear and doubt and misery. Every human being you ever lay your eyes on, same problem. But what if you don't remember what you're upset about? You just know that there's a lot to it and you don't, you, you can just let it go just like that? No, okay. the devil remember for you. <laughs> oh my God. He remember for you, and then you'll be walking down the road, little situation will happen, and it'll remind you of it, and then you get mad. It really will. Something that happened 40 years ago, and if you have not forgiven, it's still with you, but it took 40 years to be walking down the road, and somebody said something or did something, and you overreact. But you forgot about the incident itself, but the devil didn't forget. It's in you. But once you forgive, God will give you a clear mind. He's going to erase all the darkness of the mind, which are just memories from the devil. It doesn't even make sense that we think about yesterday or tomorrow. It doesn't make sense that we hold on to what happened this morning. All we have is right now. That's all that is this. This morning when you were eating breakfast, it was happening right now. When you finished the breakfast, it was over. It's in here. 
all we have, honestly, I promise you, all we have is right now, everything is just a memory from the devil. It's not even God uh, reminding us. Let's say a man beat you 20 years ago and you forgot about him. You don't remember the beating. You could be walking at a bar or at a church and you see a man that looked just like him and all of a sudden all the memories will come back and you're like, I ain't gonna get with him. He looked like Joe. Joe beat me 20 years ago. And that guy could be totally different, but it's the memory of it. We're not supposed to remember. We let it go, but the devil reminds us. And if you don't remember, you will not repeat. You only repeat because you remember. And you, you're in a, in, a, in, a, in a cave, and you're going around, in a, like those little rats in a circle. And you're going around, and you're just remembering the situation, and you're repeating them. If you forget them, you will not repeat them. Maybe with a different person, but it's the same situation. How many men and women have divorced or left a man or a woman and said, and then met another man or woman, and that would seem like they were better? And you end up, uh, it's the same thing. You're like, what the? <laughs> I'm, I'm repeating the same thing over. You can marry eight times like Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> and end up getting the same man over and over again. Because it's spirit. You're living in jail and you're just walking around in your cell remembering and doing the same thing over and over. But what do you say to the people that have had extreme trauma and it's really hard for them to let it go. Like, a lot happened. So how do you, like, I don't know, it just, it's like a parting gift. Like, okay, all this trauma happened, I don't want to let it go. You don't want to let it go. I, I, I'm not speaking of No, you're saying, you're saying that there are people with that kind of trauma, they don't want to let it go. Right. They love their hell. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right, they don't want to let it go. And Christ died for those who want to let it go. Mm. I don't care how bad the trauma was. You can get raped in one car after another for the rest of the night. That's a lot. <laughs> Let's say you, you, you get raped this hour. And like, ooh, I'm free. And you get raped the next hour because the bomb's out there, right? <laughs> There is no reason to hate. You're not allowed to get angry. Now that doesn't mean there's not physical action to take. Go and take them to court, take them to jail, whatever, right? But you cannot hate because when you hate, when you get angry, you imprison yourself and the devil rule you. But when you forgive, you're out of the prison and you're free. And the only thing that is affected is your body and your body will heal. But the spirit won't until you forgive. There's never a reason to be angry. Zero, no matter what happened. Because they're not hurting you anyway, they're hurting your ego. It's not you that's being hurt, you are not your ego. You're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings, you're not your body. You're not, you up here, but your thinking is down here, so you think that is you. Christ came that we might rise in consciousness, his mindset. His mind is up here, the devil mind is up here. That's where we are until we're born again of the Father, we rise in consciousness. And that's why the only thing you have to do is watch.
watch the devil operating through you, and you'll see him in others too, there's nothing to do. Because eventually you will stop identifying with the devil. You think that you're your body. You think you're your, your emotions. You think all that, but it's not true. Okay. What, uh, <laughs> what do you think about that? That's uh, very interesting. I'm sorry? Very interesting. Yeah. There is not one trauma that you cannot overcome through forgiveness. Because the people who traumatize you, just as you could not help yourself, they couldn't help themselves either. They were driven by the same spirit. We all must be born of the spirit of the Father. I think I missed it. I, I came in a little late. So then what was the purpose of Jesus? So that he destroyed the devil. But why did God need Jesus in the flesh to do that? So that Jesus can treat the devil. The devil took Jesus into hell, and Jesus was innocent, and he didn't deserve Jesus. He deserved everybody else before that because they all had sin, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they were hating one another. They were carrying on. And so he deserved every human being prior to that in the Old Testament. And so Christ was innocent. He had done anything wrong. And the devil took him in hell. And that's what, and that was the whole plan is to go to hell and destroy death so that we can live. Amazing, huh? Amazing. You hear the preacher say Jesus died for our sin, but they never explain what that is, what that truly means. Mm -hmm. They said, when well, he died for our sin, and now we're calling slutting around sin. We call everything sin, but what it is, and God clearly say, salvation is of the heart. Anyone that has anger is a murderer. Salvation is of the heart. Forgive, you shall be forgiven. And then, because in that fallen state, all those other things we pick up are just vices. They're not sin. They prevent us from living right on earth. But once you have nature change, now you can live right on earth because you've been saved from, uh, from the anger of the, of the devil. You're now free. So you're not looking for anybody, anything to make you feel any kind of way. So you, you don't have to give in to anything. And you don't have to be angry. Christ was innocent and the devil took him in. And he not. Had the devil not took Christ into hell, we would still be stuck. But the devil had been defeated. He's a liar. He lied to you in your mind, right? He makes you feel a certain way. He makes you feel guilty. You can go out tonight and get drunk and he'll say, oh, you're supposed to be a Christian. <laughs> Look at you drunk. You're a drunk Christian. Christ made wine for the people. Remember that? <laughs> Christ made the wine. And he had to drink some wine because you're walking the earth too. And he's not judging you for that, but we'll judge ourselves for it. Mm. And the more you judge yourself, the deeper you get into it. Okay. That makes sense? Absolutely. Amazing, huh? It is. So, do what you want. <laughs> but I highly recommend you look at yourself and see if it's wrong or right for you to be judging your mother. Do you have any, who are you to judge your mother, no matter how bad she was? Mm -hmm. And all mamas are bad. There's not one good mama on this earth. All of them are bad. The Mexican one, the Japanese one. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> and everybody think their mama worse. Every race think they got the worst mama. 
I used to think the black mama was the worst until I heard about the Mexican mama. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard about the Asian mama. They just say it's the same spirit. It really is the same spirit. Okay. Any disagreement with any of that? I want to hear you fine with me. No, actually, I, I don't have any. Thank you. It makes sense? It did. Yeah. Tremendous. Amazing, huh? Amazing. Yep. Thank you. Did you think you were a good mother or a bad mother? I don't even want to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you want me to say it? Sure. <laughs> you were a hell on wheel, mama. <laughs> But you couldn't help it. You didn't want to be that way. Truly. You didn't want to hurt your children. Right. You didn't want to drive your husband nuts. <laughs> but you couldn't help it. Because you got that anger in you. You have not forgiven your mother. And Satan made a home of you. And he's driving you to make you do it. And you didn't want to. And your kids going to end up the same way if they don't forgive you. You need, hey, she is, I was wrong. I screwed y'all up. I couldn't help it. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I hope you can forgive me so you don't do the same thing, but I'm wrong. I was wrong. And God, God will fix your family for you because he will work. He will bring love through you instead of hate. Mm -hmm. Anger is hate. Don't let anybody tell you, Jesus had hate. No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. Jesus was angry. No, he wasn't. It wasn't. That anger that these people protected is the anger of the devil. It's the fallen anger, not the risen uh, insight. Mm. Revelation. Any questions? No. See, you walked into the right house, I thought, <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah, thank From you. now on, those other churches are going to be boring to you. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be hooping and hollering and singing. You're going to be looking at them like, oh, what good is this doing? Come on, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, ma'am. I'm just going to say it's really interesting because, like, where she is is, like, how, like, me and maybe a few others were, like, 10 months a year ago. And how, like, you, <laughs> when we first got here, Anthony pulled up in the car and, like, popped his head in to see if we were in the right place. And then he came back to the car laughing. <laughs> but he never, and I was like, oh, what's going on? And he didn't tell me. He said, oh, you'll see. Just, you know, let's go. <laughs> so he, he pulled me in. We all sat down. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like, what on earth did I walk into? So, like, seeing her go through that is, like, really interesting because, like, that's where a lot of us were. But, like, yeah. truly we've learned more and, like, well, I, me personally, I can speak for it's learned more in the last 10 months to a year being here than I ever have in, like, my entire life at church. Because it makes you think, you know, and some of these concepts in the beginning, you're like, I don't agree with that or that doesn't make sense. But as you go through the process, um, <laughs> you'll understand more and, like, you'll get true kind of yeah. enlightenment and being free. So I just want to encourage you. I can't tell you the number over the last, I've been doing it, what, 33, 34 years, Dave? 33. 1990. 33 and a half. 33. <laughs> 33 years. I can't tell you the number of women who, you hate women. Because the, the women, they have the Eve nature. Um, you know about that? <laughs> oh, you just say things. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, the things that you say. I'm sorry. It takes a moment. The mind takes a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you do know about the Eve nature, right? I don't know the story of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Well, that's what the women have. That's why when they are born through the mother, unless that woman has forgiven before, you, before she make a baby, or the man make the baby in her. But <laughs> um, unless, unless she has forgiven, and when she's pregnant, she has nothing but love, which is of God, then when you're born through her, you won't have that trauma. But if she, because of that evil nature, she's angry, and that nature is evil. It's the spirit of the devil, and that's what destroys the children when they come through her. And that's why we must be born of the spirit of the Father, which is of God. Adam used to have it until he listened to the woman, and the woman became his God. And then when Eve listened to the serpent, the devil became her God. And so today, the devil is the woman's God, and God is the man's God until she forgives. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. My, my mind, truly. Yeah. Uh, is there a gavel on your table? <laughs> Order. Um, but I can't tell you the number of women around the world who have yelled at me because it's hard for women to admit that they're wrong. They'll destroy you and everything else before they admit they're wrong. They'll destroy the, the, the husband, the children, the cat, the dog, the paint on the house, the grass, before they admit that they're wrong. But then when they do see that they're wrong, and many have, like she was saying, right here, many have, they're like, wow, that's true. I didn't know I needed to forgive. I thought that was me. I didn't know that... I didn't know that, uh, that I needed to forgive and be born of the Father. They just didn't know. That's all. Okay. They just didn't know. No preacher told them. Their parents didn't tell them. And so they grew up like generation after generation thinking that it was them, and it was not. And those women who see it for themselves, they wake up, just as the man, same thing. God become their God. Does the man have any responsibility in any of this? In what? This whole thing we call life. No, I don't, I don't quite know what you mean. What do you mean? So you say forgive the mother and her role passes on a spirit. Is there a role that the, a man plays in this whole dynamic? Yes. He's supposed to stand between the mother and the children so that she can't screw up the kids. But because he didn't forgive his mother and he has to return to his father, he ended up marrying a woman that has the same spirit his mother has. And, and, and he become the boy and she become the mama. The cycle repeats itself. And so he's not able to protect the children from the mother because the woman is still his God. But if he were to forgive, he would be able to deal with his wife and the children's mother in a perfect way. He would see how to deal with them because he wouldn't be afraid of anything. Anyone that has anger has fear. Are there men that this exists, that they don't have that, that dysfunction? No. Okay. There are men who are overcoming it though. Okay. For sure, they're hearing it just like you 
and they'll realize because they went and they forgave daddy, but they didn't know they hated mama. Cause mama, mama put herself up like, I'm the victim, I'm this, your daddy this. Mama played victim with the children and she turned them away from the father. And they identify with her and they go against their father. Even if she never said one bad thing about the father, her spirit hated the father. And so she made the kids identify with her, turning them away from their fathers. But if a man had insight, he wouldn't let that happen. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. You're getting saved up in here. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even have to come down front. <laughs> And accept Jesus. <laughs> Amazing. But every human being, men and women, must be born again. And just read the Bible and hooping and hollering and crying and begging God. You know how you've been begging God to help me, save me, Lord, help me, all that? You, you've been doing that, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever wondered why it never worked? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you, you never wondered, I've been begging, I've been crying to God, I did what the preacher said, I gave tithes, I do all that, I've been begging God, save me, bless me, and he ain't done nothing. Well, I mean, when you have those kinds of thoughts, you just rely on the fact that you've been told that you're just supposed to have faith. Right, they lied to you. And you and, oh my <laughs> But do you have faith while you're doing the begging to God? You have faith that he's going to work, right? Yes. And your little faith didn't work either, did it? No. I'm sorry? I mean, I think in times, it's, there were certain instances where they did. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to have faith in God. You're supposed to know him. Mm -hmm. My children shall know me by my voice. My children shall know me. My voice is the voiceless voice. Satan's voice is the voice that's talked to your head. Once you recognize the Father's voice, you know him. Mm. And, and, and he ain't nothing like what you learned about him. Zero. Everything you learned about him was just an idea about God. It wasn't about him at all. They don't, you, you shall know him. It doesn't make sense to have a father that you don't know anyway. Just think about that. You want to believe that that man, your daddy... And you just believe it, but he ain't doing nothing for you. He's not helping in any way, but I believe it. But if you knew him, it's a different story. And his voice is speaking to you right now with the little things that make sense right now to you. That's the voice of God. It just makes sense. That's the voice. And Satan tell you, oh, Lord, this is this and that. That's the devil's voice. Let that pass. That's not your voice. It's the devil's voice. God's voice is a voiceless voice. He revealed it makes sense. It's simple. That's the voice of God. Thank you. Amazing. Mm -hmm. We could pass the bucket. You have a lot of money? <laughs> <laughs> we can pass the bucket now. <laughs> oh my Any question about that? Oh, nice. Yes, ma'am. I saw your hand, right? Okay. I was just going to say if you could um, tell her about the silent prayer because for oh, me, that's what brings it all, that's what brought it all together. Yeah. Uh, 
that's when the real work on yourself, because it's everything that even she's agreeing, like, it makes sense. Right. So hearing it. Because she's mm -hmm. looking. And the reason it makes sense to you, because you're looking for it. You just didn't know what you were looking for in which way, right? But you're looking for it, and God knows that. That's why he brought you in here today. You're looking for it. And so, and she's mentioned in the silent prayer, uh, God said, when you pray to be still and know him. We don't know what to pray for. We don't know what we want. We don't know what we need. And so when you do all that banging and carrying on and crying, and it, it's all in vain. You're praying to the devil. That's why it never answered. And sometimes you ask the devil for some money, and somebody give you a few dollars out of nowhere, but that don't, you know what I mean? That's from the devil. But he said, be still and know him. And so she's referring to that now. So I have a silent prayer, and, and somebody's going to give it to you. I want you to start doing that. Do your little hoop and holler so you can see the right way, right? <laughs> You're like, Lord, help me. Jesus, pray for my mama, my daddy, my, my brother, my sister, everybody, right? When you're done hooping and hollering, be still and know God. It's going to blow your mind. He'll take over. You have the Holy Spirit, and he will pray for you. Because we don't know what we want. And say here you doing all that hooping and hollering, he's going to give you what you ask for, but it's not going to be from God. Just to deceive you and keep you with him. So do the silent prayer. Okay, go ahead. And then I was going to say, the for, well, for me, that's what really, that's where the work really starts when you're working on yourself is when you're quiet and you're still. Yeah. And you're watching the thoughts that you think are yours. Because even in saying like, oh, we're all been, we've all been traumatized. But to think that you don't want to forgive because of the trauma, that's another thought from Satan. That's not... But there are people who love the devil. <laughs> really. They, they do love him. They have been with him long enough and identified with him. They really do love him. They don't want to hear no truth. You did, even in your own family, they're going to turn on you. if they don't, They're going to say something wrong with you because you're no longer judging them. You don't sol you're not, and, and it's not like you're trying to make yourself be better or different. It's just that you're naturally overcoming the old nature. And you're not going to fit in, and they're going to hate you for it. They're going to blame you, but it's the light in you. And you're not walking around trying to be the light, because you're just praying. You have no opinion, you have no opinion of yourself at all. Zero opinion. No ideas about self, because the ego is dying, and what is dying is all ideas. All ideas of what you think you want, who you think God is, who you think you are. All that, all that would disappear, and you're going to be the light, but you won't think that you're the light. But somebody else will see it, and they'll hate you for it. And they'll blame you for how they feel. You're like, well, I, I don't care. I'm not doing anything. Well, you make me feel that way. You're not making them feel that way. That's the devil in them that's making them feel that way. It has nothing to do with you. They were already that way when you met them. When they were born, they were that way. It had nothing to do with you. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, and then one more thing you just said earlier, and that was the same for me, too. Once I started doing the silent prayer, that little bit of light, a little bit of awareness that let me see I wanted more and more yeah, and more and more. Absolutely. And it just gets better from there. Once you, that's why once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. You are born once of the mother, the woman, 
of the flesh and then once of the spirit of God. Once you're born into the spirit of God, you can't go out. You can't go back. You're not like this way one minute and that way one minute and that way one minute. You start to see. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to add, um, the more, as I'm waking up and doing the silent prayer, I've found that I have less of a proclivity to judge. It's, it's, I, it, compassion just comes in in the most unlikely circumstances. That's that right. Been in. Um, but what I really wanted to say is May I just, don't forget that thought. Let me just add a quick thing to that. Sure. About, as a matter of fact, when you wake up, the worse someone treats you, the more you love them. Yep. Really, the more you love them. Because you're letting them treat you that way, meaning yell at you. I'm not talking about beating you up and all that kind of stuff, right? You defend yourself when you need to. But, but I'm talking about when they are cruel to you, the worse they are, the more you love them because you see that just, they can't help it. Yeah. It's really not them. Right. You truly see that it's not them. And same with trying to tell you to hate them, but you can't hate them. And then when you don't react to them, they just go nuts. Mm -hmm. Okay. I also wanted to say that um, you said something earlier that reminded me of the biblical question. Uh, oh, yeah. Why do so many people commit suicide? I forgot about the biblical question. <laughs> I'm glad you reminded me. So many people are waiting for that. So you said earlier how people turn away from this because it is very difficult yes. to go death. Yeah. For instance, over the weekend, I found myself shutting everything down, but I was so antsy, I wanted to call someone. I was walking from room to room, just antsy. Yeah. And finally, I, I resisted it as much as I could, but it was so, well, I resisted it, period. Um, but it was so painful, just <laughs> going through that and shutting everything down. But pertaining to the biblical question, I believe that it's, the obvious answer to me is that people get in their thoughts and those thoughts begin to oppress them and they feel like there's no way out and all of that. However, to elaborate further, I believe that because of our culture and the world is saying that it's okay to embrace your feelings, it's okay to feel sad, it's okay to be angry, I think that further draws them into the pit of hell to the point where they're being co-signed on, on this. So now they're doing the worst possible thing that they, that they can do. So Amazing. that's my answer. I'm glad you question. brought that up to me. Yeah. I wanted to ask, ask <laughs> about the biblical question. And we we're like, we're going to have to move fast because we're like out of time here. And then, because I saw your hand, right? Did I see your hand? Yeah. And then Raymond. Let me take your, and then Raymond, and then here. Yes. I wanted to go back to when you said the, more, the worse somebody treats you, the more you love them. Just for maybe five seconds. So when I forgave my mom. I don't know about it. the more you love them because love is just love. It's just love, right? There is no more or less. So, but I noticed that you don't, you're no longer feeling there about it. You're no longer, because you can see that they literally cannot help themselves. Right. 
just really quick, after I forgave my parents, um, I used to feel guilty for anything they did wrong. I mean, just anything in detail. And then now when I'm around them and I see them, I don't jump in, I guess, jump into the pool with them and swim in that hell. Yeah. I just kind of see it and I accept them for who they are and I'm okay with it because I can't change them. That's right. So it, it just exactly. becomes normal. And then to answer your question, the, uh, why do so many people commit suicide? Um, I think because it's an easy way out and the devil wants to obtain as many spirits as he can. Oh, okay. And through the torture in your brain and you know, making you want to hurt yourself becomes easier than facing the devil. Okay, amazing. Yes, Raymond. <laughs> to me, I believe so many people are committing suicide is because they're being tempted not to face their uh, face how messed up their lives are. It reminds me of an old soap opera I, uh, I remember called Search for Tomorrow and a joke that came with it. You know, it went like this. The reason why people see Search for Tomorrow is because they're messed up for today. Amazing. Okay. Interesting. Um, yes. And then Doug uh, want to respond. Oh, here. Why do, is this your first time here? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. What's your name? Anthony. Hey, Anthony. Any questions about anything? No, I've just been observing the whole time so far. I mean, I watch it on YouTube all the time. Yeah. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yes. And was it hard? It, it was hard to fully forgive her. Um, she passed away when I was a little bit younger. Um, so I, I forgave like her spirit, but uh, she was very involved in like drugs and stuff. Oh. That's what gave me, that what, that's what had made it harder to forgive her because I didn't understand until I started growing up. And then I understood once she, she got into that, it was harder for her to get out yeah. and stuff. But so I, I was mad at her for that for a long time. Uh, but once I understood, then I was able to forgive her. That nice. she could help herself. Did you forgive your father? Yes. Nice. Yes, we have a great relationship. Good, man. You're never going to love God until you love your father and your mother, really. You can't have hate at all. Any questions about anything? No, so far, no. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. Well, welcome, man. Thank you. Right here, and then Doug want to respond to why so many people commit suicide. Um, Ooh, he's getting ready, he's stretching. <laughs> <laughs> the battle is on. Yes. Um, I, this question made me kind of go back through my entire life um, because I've had that thought for probably longer than I would care to admit or even actually be able to calculate. And I think it's just... Um, you know, the devil has a lot of microphones. Like, as Danielle just said, like, the, the world has given the devil the microphone. Um, and when you're not aware and you're not awake of the truth about God and everything that we talk about here, it's really easy as a small child to have that microphone just get louder and louder and louder and multiply, yeah. quite frankly. Um, and I think... Um, just something that I, what brought me in here ultimately is I had that microphone turned up so loud and I was very aware that God would never tell me to kill myself. 
you know, I was really, like to the point where I was feeling insane. And I said to my sister, I, I think I'm either clinically insane and I'm going to have to take something, which I don't want to do because I just feel like I'm in this washing machine of hell. I really don't know what to do. Um, and I don't think the world, the world's never going to tell you this is the devil telling you to take your life because of the spiritual battle that is, yeah. you know? Um, and I, I guess it just, I, I feel it's important for me to say this out loud just for anybody that's maybe ever struggled with that or felt like that they are insane. You know, it is truly the devil and it, it takes form of a song or a movie or a television show or a moment or an experience that you can hook on to and attach yourself to. But um, it is the devil. It's from the pit of hell. Amazing. Um, well, I got to move on because yeah. there's time here. Right They're on. looking at me back there. Uh, Doug, last quick word. Thank you. I think uh, we are, as you mentioned earlier, we're lied to so much about everything. And we're, it's easy to program people, it's, it seems. I mean, we got a whole news, a whole news organization that says what they want to say and, you know, easily yeah. half the country believes it. So, um, and someone mentioned it's it's become okay. It's become like the normal. If you need to, if you don't feel like being here, I can help you. I can help you die. They have doctors for that. So um, I would say, you know, once you get it in your head that you you want to do something, and you're blind, you don't you don't have any idea of really what you're doing. You're just kind of going along with the flow. Yeah. Okay. Um. The young lady, the black. Why do so many people commit suicide? <clears throat> I think it's the same answer to your first question you asked me. It's a lot. Life is a lot. Living is a lot. It's a lot. Yes. Oh, okay. Should it be a lot or should it be easy? I, you know, I, I honestly don't know anyone where life has been easy. Right. So, to answer that and say it should be easy, I, have I haven't met anyone that it has been for. So. Right. You're right about that. And should it be easy? <laughs> uh, I, I want to say in a perfect world, I have to preface my answer. In a perfect world, sure. And where is the perfect world? In the fairy tales, I don't know. Somewhere that's not here. <laughs> right. But the perfect world is inside of you. You are your world. Is it okay not to believe you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. You don't believe that you are your world? I don't think that the perfect world is, to that statement, I don't believe that the perfect world exists in someone. In someone? Yes. So when God said, when Christ said the kingdom of heaven is inside of us, he was lying? No, I would never call God a liar. You just told me I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> You're not God. 
<laughs> but I'm giving you his truth. Remember he said his ways are easy, his burdens are light, take on my ways. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound kind of nice? <laughs> Does that sound heavy or nice, easy? easy. Take on my ways, they are easy and light. Yeah, but we're taught, we're taught to do a lot of things. That's what the problem. What would you do in your life if you didn't have all of these things to navigate? You said what now? What would we do in our lives if we didn't have all this stuff to navigate? That would be peace on earth. It will actually be peace on earth. Amazing, huh? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, the young lady in the red, and then that's the last word on the... Of course it was brown. No, it's red. <laughs> <laughs> it's pink. So what now? <laughs> what did you say? I said at first it was brown. Now it's red. I know. I'm changing color <laughs> as we move. Um, as we sit here. Um, why do so many people commit suicide? I think um, people are just tired of living in their false sense of self. Um, I think we assume that relationships or friendships or our careers, family is going to give us happiness. And when that reality starts to die, then we also want to die too. Oh, okay. Um, all you guys are right in what you're saying, but the real, to add to it, put it that way. Is, is what Danielle was saying. You know how you can be feeling so bad, down and out, and worried, lonely, and so what you do is you take a drink to suppress the feeling. That's why people commit suicide. They're trying to suppress that father state feeling. And the devil's right there. You might want to take your life, you ain't no good. And you're like, okay, devil, and you're gonna take your life. But you just, it's no different than taking a drink or anything to suppress the ego feeling rather than overcoming it. That's all that it is. And that's why so many people get those suicidal thoughts and some are strong enough not to give in to it, but a whole lot of people, it doesn't make sense in that moment. You could be free if you kill yourself. Satan tell you, if you die, you won't have those feelings anymore. And so they do it. It's like taking a hit the joint. You smoke pot? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. But it's no different than taking a pot or, uh, or doing anything. You want to suppress that ego nature, that feeling. And it gets so heavy, you feel like you can't handle it, and you kill yourself. The unfortunate thing is you don't want to die in anger. And as Doug was saying, the world and others were saying, the world taught us so many things. They have taught us that anger is good and that Jesus was angry. And everybody hold on to anger and it's destroying them because it's the nature of the devil. Isn't that amazing? The world has deceived us. God want to renew our minds. An angry mind is a lost mind. It's a dark mind. It's of the devil. You had a question? A quick short minute. I got it in. Okay. I got it in. Um, right now that you're saying this, uh, I, I think the, the, uh, I wanted to see maybe your thought on this is the sense that do you, because they're in a fallen state, do, uh, I guess basically the quick answer is the, the easiest solution for themselves is just take myself out because they're in a fallen state and they'd rather not... In, uh, entertain those battles to, to, to rise above that? So the question is what? 
Uh, so people are, uh, you would say that people are committing suicide because they don't want to rise above that fallen state and it's easier for them to just say, like, I'm out. It's really no different than the person that take a drink or get drunk or go out and get a bunch of women or a bunch of men to suppress the feeling, the ego. Oh. It's the same thing. Okay, okay, gotcha. It's the same identical thing. Rather than facing it, overcoming it. No more hands, man. I want to come to you too, but I know you'll go on and on. I'm out of time. <laughs> you want just you want to make a question or a statement? If you don't make it real short, I ain't gonna never call on you again. <laughs> go ahead. So I, I've had <laughs> thoughts of suicide, and I, I kind of realized that's what happened to to Cain and Abel, and that's what happened to uh, you know the, the betrayer of Christ. He, he believed. What he was doing was right, you know, uh, and so uh, he, then he's left with himself, and you know God didn't want to kill. Uh, okay, I, I, I thank can't you. Remember his name? He didn't want to kill him. Okay, he nice. Suicide. Nice. No, I'm messing with you. Um, as a matter of fact, that's why that guy that betrayed Christ and he went and hung himself. He had the same guilt as Satan talked to him in the same way, and he killed himself. He contained the, the guilt. Yeah. Amazing. Right. He didn't. God doesn't hold anything against us. Nothing. All right. As a matter of fact, you don't even know yourself yet. You just know the false self. You don't know the real self. When you became angry, you forgot the real self. As all this false self, ego self disappear, the real self will appear. You will know yourself, but you don't know yourself yet. I am so out of time, folks. Um, we'll do the super chest tomorrow, right, James? Yes. Super chest tomorrow. Thank you. And I hope that this is a little helpful for you, a little bit of light. But what I encourage you to get on that straight and narrow, do the silent prayer so you can stay present rather than thinking about tomorrow, yesterday, or this or that, because it doesn't exist. God is in the present. Eternal life is at hand, here and now. And Satan always want to pull you back and forward because he want to keep you in time to control you. All right? God's trying to bring you out. So do the silent prayer. Watch those thoughts. Go and forgive. Mama, I'm sorry for resenting you. I know now you can help yourself. I become like you and I don't want to be like you. I see you can help yourself. And forgive your father for not being able to protect you from her He's weak, too. He has been turned away from God. All right? He needs to be born again. So forgive, and then a new life will start with you. Uh, we'll respond to the Super Chat. The brand new biblical question, a doozy. A brand new doozy. What color was Jesus? <laughs> what color was Jesus? I had two people that wanted to jump it up down to respond. Right here. <laughs> and right here. <laughs> right here first. What color was Jesus? I don't know. You don't know? No. Did you think that you knew? Oh, I mean, there's, there's so many pictures, you know. I've seen a black Jesus, I've seen the Mexican Jesus, I've seen a white Jesus, so I don't know. Have you ever seen a Pope Jesus? <laughs> no, I mean, there's, no. <laughs> okay, so you don't know? No. Okay. 
What color was Jesus? I think he was brown. Uh, sorry, excuse me, the microphone. I, I think he was brown. You think he was brown? Okay. Francisco, what color was Jesus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just to give me that answer. Don't tell me about uh, Abraham. <laughs> What color was Jesus? He was the color of his mom. <laughs> he was the color of his mother? Is he wrong? Nick told you that? Yeah. Who told you that? Are you going to hell? <laughs> Who told you that? Oh, the little boy? What color was Jesus? He, he had his hand. So he what? doesn't have a color. He doesn't have a color? And why do you say that? Because... He's every. Speak up louder for me. He's everybody. He's not just one color. He's I didn't hear you. All the colors. He's what did he say? All the colors. He what? He's all the colors. All the colors. Oh, okay. Amazing. Well, I'll deal with that next Sunday. Thank you, buddy. That's amazing. I'll do what she wanted to say. Oh, okay. I'll deal with it next week, but that's the biblical question for this week. What color was... Maybe I should ask a black person. <laughs> Raymond, what color was Jesus? He was no color. He was no color? Well, how were they able to see him if he had no color? <laughs> His color was no different from anybody else at that time. Oh, he was the same color everybody? Yes. Like somebody just said, all the colors? In a way, yes. So he was black too? <laughs> Maybe. And so when he was amongst the people, if he was at a black church, he was black. If he was at a Jewish church, he was Jew. If he was at a white church, he was white. He changed colors. He wasn't a, he wasn't a chame uh, chameleon, but he was a human. Oh, he okay. was a human. He wasn't Camilla, but he was a human. <laughs> chameleon. Okay. I said chameleon. Oh, I'm sorry. Chameleon. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for your, your donations and your everything. I appreciate it. Have a good week. Thank you. Amazing. Nice.